So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited. Pam, you're on the clock. We got an hour. I want to talk about anti-aging. I want to talk about COVID. I want to talk about lessons. I want to talk about people that you're coaching and working with. I want to talk about the vaccine. I want to talk about anti-aging. I think I may have said that twice. (laughs) Obviously important Maybe I should talk about memory. (laughs) But ladies and gentlemen, if you've not met Pam Jacobson, this is like, is this your third time on the show? I think so. I think it is. Third time? Second? Second time? Brenda over there like, yeah. Okay, we're We've definitely going to have to- recordings together though, I <laughs> yes. think. Yeah. I'm going to have to add, get more more memory on my <laughs> list of things to do. So for, for my friends out there watching, uh, you know the backstory. Uh, my wife calls me and says, I have cancer. And God bless her, she's beaten it twice. And she said, I need to find somebody that can help me in an alternative way, but also understands like the holistic side, but also like actually worked as someone in the cancer world. And I'm totally botching the way I'm describing this, but you've been a godsend, right? Not just for my wife, which means for myself and my family, but also like everyone that loves her, but also now for like thousands of clients that you have helped and touched and, you know, informed and got people on a path towards great health and vitality. So thank you for being here and can I'll say it, because you just got your second vaccine yesterday. So yes, we're going to talk about that. But Pam, for the person that is listening, maybe the first time, who is Pam Jacobson? Give, give him a little snapshot as to why I'm so excited to talk to you about all these issues. Okay. Well, my passion, as Tom has so eloquently described it already, is helping other people just to have their perfect health, their best health, their yes. best possible health. And yes. I'm especially focused on that this year with yeah. the pandemic and everything right. going on. Um, and But it didn't really start out that way. I was in conventional medicine. I was in the field of yep. oncology, the care of people with cancer. And um, I had my own health issues it, during that kind of stressful time in my life. Mm-hmm. And that led me down a different path in terms of health. And I ended up getting a master's degree in Chinese medicine and practicing Chinese medicine and then went on to study functional medicine. And that's functional integrative medicine, yeah. looking at how do we restore function? And that's where sort of anti-aging and all of that will come in. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but it, over the last 25 years, that's what I focused my practice on, is working with individuals to figure out how to create an optimal health baseline and yeah. where functionally things have already broken down and what can we do about it before they would need me on the conventional side because right. they've got cancer, right? Because there's you don't wake up one day with a disease. It takes decades right. to to occur. Compounding. And there's yep. so much that we can do yeah. on the way there to yes. prevent that from happening. So that's really what I'm passionate about. So maybe someone listening right now is 25 and they're like, what? And then maybe somebody's you know closer to our age and we we can remember like when you would talk about this stuff and they'd be like, oh, that's alternative medicine or that's holistic medicine or okay, she's going she's gonna to take herbs and shove them in my ear and I'm going <laughs> to light a candle. When, when did this become so, like I'm listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and he's talking, like everybody I know and respect is talking about things that we can do to supplement, slow down aging, improve digestion, sleep better, improve everything. And yet so many people still look at it like, oh, that's just woo-woo. I'm just going to go to my doctor, give me a pill, and call it a day. Right, right. When did this become more mainstream? 
you know, I, it's been it's been happening for a long time, but I would say probably really the last decade or yeah. so. Um, probably more so with the demand of physicians, MDs in particular. Sure, sure. That got to a point where there has to be something better than this, right? I'm trying to patch people back together after yeah. they've fallen apart. Yes. What happened to the front end of this? Where's right. my help? Right. right. Cause and effect. Right. We're only dealing with the effect and right. never looking at the cause. And as an MD, I'm not given even the ability time-wise or anything to, to deal with that, right? right? I've got five, 10 minutes with you as my patient. I'm not gonna talk to you about diet and exercise and all the things that could have prevented where you are. Yes. All I can do now is give you a pill or a surgical procedure to fix it, right? Yeah. Or to, it usually doesn't fix it, maybe just patch it up and send you on your way. So, you know, I think there was a, a lot of demand out there that there has to be something more than this. And, and it, it's really, it's been the last decade because I was already practicing Chinese medicine going, wait a minute, this still isn't big enough for me. I need a bigger yeah. toolbox than yeah. this. And um, the Institute for Functional Medicine and the Metabolic Medical Institute and these organizations were starting to get, you know, to a place where they were being accredited and vetted and understood mm -hmm. by places like Stanford and yes. GW and all these. Now, when when a physician goes through a program like that, this, it's, it really is a fellowship, a true mm -hmm. certified, you know, fellowship for an MD to take. But I'm not an MD, but licensed professionals in other areas could do these fellowships as well. So I would say over the last decade, but the, you can look back in the 1800s and see articles yeah. written about yeah. uh, many of the things that are, right. are now just getting some press. I think the mainstream doesn't hear about it because where are you going to hear it? Unless you're listening to Joe Rogan's podcast or Ben Greenfield or one of these right. other, exactly. you know, biohackers that are yeah. out there. Tim Ferriss and more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not going to learn about it in where the community your school your churches your yeah. families the places where we learn it's not out there yeah it's a, we still go to the doctor and a lot of them know about it they don't have time to talk to you about that your insurance isn't going to pay for that conversation uh, yeah i was just right? going to say and that's a whole other like we could i mean we can go to the whole history of like friends of mine that are doctors that are like oh fair you, you understand like i can't i don't have time i have to do 38 surgeries this week and yeah. i'm like 38 they're like yeah and by the way i make like 75 percent less compared to what i used to make because of yeah. insurance but that's you know sorry that's not bananas let's move on all right <laughs> pam only for the people that are watching saw the visual that i just threw up there so so i want to ask you this you you've now done both so i want to integrate both vaccine but i really want to go lessons you learned right from covid through the pandemic we're at like day 330 in California since we were, hey, we're gonna take two weeks, you're gonna go home, it's gonna be fine, get pizza, hang out. Well, here we are, yeah. it's a little beyond that. What are some of the big takeaways for you? Like, what did you learn? What did you observe? What did you watch? The people that you've coached, how have you helped people navigate all this? Yeah, I, I think first and foremost, I, I had to really look at what was happening to myself in that right. process, right? I was. It, like everyone else, I got in a car every day. I drove to an office. Yep. I physically saw patients. I went from room to room. I did all these things. And then in March of 2020, it was done, just yeah. like everyone else, right? Yeah. So now I'm home. I'm sitting. I can eat whatever I want whenever I want if it's in my house, yeah. right? I can. Yep. My whole routine shifted upside down. Just And, and I think that what I saw in my patients was many of them, especially new ones that were just coming to me, didn't have a routine to begin with that was healthy. Now they took a really crap routine and now it was really bad. Now we're sitting yeah. all day in front of our computer. Right. We have no transition yep. from work life to home life. Now it's all just work, right? Yes. That there's no transition yes. anymore, right? Yes. We have the laptop at the dinner table trying to finish up what we need to do. 
Um, and it, it, all of our routines are disturbed. So sleep goes out the window, mm-hmm. stress, it, it, it's like stress response management. I had less Forget time it. working at home than I ever had working in my office. Less yep. time. Yeah. Because now I didn't have those natural transitions, right? Yeah. The ride home to listen to the podcast, the time in the garage to take deep breaths before I went in the house and face the onslaught of everything I had to do there. All of that went away. Right. It was me, the chair, the computer, yeah. and the pantry whispering my name. Oh, my Come. God. This is like the best ever. Get me. <laughs> the right? There's some Cheetos in here. I don't think there was probably Cheetos in here. But, you know, like no. somebody listening is like, oh, my God, there was beer there and it was 2 o'clock. Why not? And people are like, Pam has, I, yeah, I right. have chocolate in my pantry, yes. right? So, yes. So I, I first had to really examine, I think, what was happening for myself. Yes. And, and, and see how that would be greatly magnified in my patients. And I think the effort to have a routine became just that, much more of an effort than it ever really had been. Right. And I had to change what I was doing with the work I was doing with my clients. To that mm-hmm. point, I was mostly assessing, running tasks, helping people figure out what was wrong, giving them a plan, sending them away to do the plan on their own. And that absolutely was not working at no. all. This no. was about how do we implement now? How do you transition from a morning routine to the workday? Mm-hmm. How do you transition from the workday to the evening routine? How do you mm-hmm. transition from the evening routine to bedtime? There has to be transitions especially when you're doing all of those things in the same 1500 2000 square foot space right right you didn't get in your car all day you never got out of your bunny slippers Mm -hmm. you didn't i have what i call zoom hair at home in case i don't take a shower i could put on my zoom hair i mean it's crazy yeah right yeah yeah yeah. so um i think for for me that was you know it affected me the same as it did everyone else everything that i knew to be my normal yeah. was no longer yeah i had to create a new normal i love how you answered the question because i was curious about the lessons and you you started with well here's what i got yeah and you are like super fit crazy you know just you're you're so on it with all of your disciplines so i really appreciate that answer yeah. so so the big thing is transitions transitions so what do you recommend i mean there's a there's a pretty good chance someone's listening right now that um, you know, their, their broker or their boss has called and said, yeah, you know what? We got rid of the office space. We're just going to go remote forever. Cause this is kind of working. And they're like sitting at their kitchen table going, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should have bought a bigger house. Right. Or right. right maybe I need a, uh, another office. What did you recommend or what did you do? What did, you know, what did you do to start making these natural transitions? Cause that's a, that's a great insight. Yeah. I, I feel like, because what it is, it's really a transition for the nervous system, right? We're, we're sort of mm-hmm. priming the nervous system to understand that we're now moving from the waking morning routine, you know, which to mm-hmm. me, the morning routine should be all about preparing you for what the day is going to bring. Yes. Okay. So for me, that happens in the confines of my room where nobody has access to me. The dog can't bother me. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets to have me do something else for them. It's in my space. That's where I'm going to plan my day it's where I'm going to do my meditation my deep breathing yeah but when the work environment is literally feet outside the door and you can hear the ding 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 on the computer it was Mm -hmm. very easy to say oh I'll just go check and see who that was and then it's oh I have to sit down and answer and then pretty soon you've done none of it yes so the transition none of it as in the workout the breathing the meditation the gratitude the exercise I had no time (laughs) yeah now without the so the transition really is um, anything that that involves the 
the deep breathing, the resetting mm-hmm. of the nervous system. Yeah. So it can be a little restorative yoga. It can be meditation. It can be three deep breaths and sit down and write a few things that I'm grateful for um, or do some visualization. I'm really big on visualization at the moment because yeah. that's another thing that is easy to slip away and you lose your vision. And I'll talk in a little bit about what I think the bigger issues are with COVID and it ain't the virus. Uh, it's going to be the fallout after the right? PTSD of this is, is I'm guessing Depression, let's just talk about it. Let's go. Loss I mean, first of vision. Of all, I'm looking at my team. Like, can you relate to what she's saying right now? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. living at home, like with, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so it's very, it's very real. Um, so, so let's talk about it. PTSD. What, or I, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. What do you think is going to be the fallout of all this? Well, I, PT, you can call it PTSD is a good term. Sure. You know, post-traumatic stress. This has been a trauma that the whole world has mm-hmm. had to endure for this period of time. It's yep. affected all of us on different levels. Yeah. Um, but that's not something that just goes away because the world becomes vaccinated or somehow COVID just sort of falls into the background eventually. Mm-hmm. It is the fallout from that's going to be things like depression and um, uh, I, I think depression probably being one of the most Alcohol, severe, but drugs, yeah. anxiety, violence, syndromes. Anxiety. I know, I, and I'm not going to say names, but I know a person that has not left their apartment in, in, in New Jersey and New York since March, Right, not left their apartment. Right. Like, how is that person going to transition into right. like into reality? Right. And you know, there's like two camps. There's like the people that are just like, ah, whatever, who cares? Like no masks. We don't, we don't. And then there's the other camp that's like frightened to death. And I don't right. see a lot of people in the middle. Right. Right. I think there's just kind of those two. Maybe there's three. I don't know. You know better. But how, how are those people that are so deathly afraid? How do you see them transitioning back? Like what if, if someone's listening to this right now and they're like, oh, my God, that's my Aunt Sue. Mm-hmm. What can this listener tell Aunt Sue or work with Aunt Sue on to help her? Yeah, I think, again, first of all, to have the awareness, because I think somebody who's had themselves locked up since March loses that awareness. And so it's having an awareness that this is ultimately going to be a really challenging transition for them the mm-hmm. world is going to come back to a place where we all are going to go out and be right. social again you're right. going to be able to go enjoy dinner at a restaurant in fact you can do that in most places now yes. and you know you can put on a mask and go out and so the, it, it's beginning to take those small steps to reincorporate yourself maybe you start with a phone conversation with all of your friends and checking in and then yeah. then it's a maybe a zoom call and then you actually go meet in a park where you can be socially distanced but you're starting to get back out in society but i think the transitions that we talked about earlier are important you start in your own home in the day and start to break it down so you have a morning routine a work day an evening routine a sleep routine because if you don't routinize yourself in that space you're going to have a really hard time getting out of that space and back into the social routines and environment that we had before. I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and the scientist who's really concerned about the amount of depression that we're going to see post-COVID was talking about a study that was done. He called it the caged chicken study. And they had done this study where they put chickens in these small cages, and they left them in there for six months. They didn't get to come out. They, they then transported these cages out into this beautiful pasture, and they opened the doors, and they expected the chickens to just run out and be gone forever. And they stepped outside their cage for like 30 seconds and went back in. Yeah. And, he, you know, he, he was talking about how this applies really to humans. It's, it, all of us that have been so concerned about 
you know, the possibility of getting COVID that we've stayed in and, and just cut off all of our social interaction, right? right. Um, that will have a difficult time making that transition back and that isolation and that loneliness. And so I, I think that's one of the bigger issues that we're going to see post-COVID. The other thing is the level of anxiety and stress and the fact that we're doing less now than we ever have to manage that response. I think we're going to see a surge in cancer diagnoses and a lot of these diseases that have sort of an underlying baseline stress component to them. Yeah. I just, the misinformation in the early days right like just you know i don't think anybody was like trying to scare people but i remember like walking to my office and seeing people wearing masks and thinking to myself i don't have enough information to know but like maybe they read something maybe and then like i remember weeks afterwards afraid to open a door yeah because what if somebody else with covid touched and like i'm thinking to myself okay i'm not being rational right now like this is insane yeah like the misinformation and then the people that I don't want to say bought into it, but really accepted it as as true. Mm-hmm. How were they going to cycle? I, I I don't know if like your advice around like compartmentalizing and trying a couple little things at once. I don't know, Pam. Like I'm yeah. I don't it's have a tough the call. answer. I, it I, is, yeah. I think it's going to be we're going to look back a decade from now, and I think we're going to look at kids that were in school during this time, uh, kids that got out of college. It'll look a lot like, in my opinion, people that got out of college in two thousand eight, in two thousand nine, and they mm-hmm. came into zero workplace. Right went home, moved in with their parents, smoked weed, and became real estate agents. Yeah. Like, like yeah. It, it's going to yeah. be one, it's all kidding aside, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? But like, I, there was PTSD post an economic meltdown. Right. This right. has been two years of misinformation, confusion. Right. And still is. I mean, there's right. still so much that we don't know, that we don't understand, that, that there hasn't even been the time to study. No. Someone asked me the other day, why would you get the vaccine if right. they can't guarantee that um, that it's going to protect you or they can't guarantee that you still can't spread it. Yeah. And, and I, you know, because that's not information that we're looking at right now. No. We're just looking to see how effective is the vaccine against it, right? Right. And so, it, you know, I think part of it is you, you have to take the initiative to be in, as informed as you possibly can be. To me, that means to listen to and look at what researchers are saying and doing not the politics of it. And, you know, that's where we can really get kind of led astray. But... Uh, but but I, I I think that it, so. Don't it, get your news from Facebook. Is that what is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just just checking. I, I wouldn't even else. get my news from the news, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't even much, get your news from the news. Yeah, I pretty Hashtag. much go, go kind of underneath all that and yes. just go straight to the to the researchers. But uh, but again, I I think we have to start with ourselves, yeah. right? And look at what were we doing before. Mm-hmm. If you're if things were good for you, what were you doing before that yes. was working? Yeah. And recognize that you're not doing that now because you've gotten off track in some way. So how do you reimplement those things? For those of you where nothing was working before that, um, it's actually probably not a bad time. Many of us are still at home. Maybe we have a little bit more control over our schedule to start to build that transitional routine, right? That yeah. that. And, and we've talked about this on other things. I mean, it, yes. it's not rocket science. It's no. really pretty basic, right? Optimize your sleep. There's yeah. ways to track that. There's things you can do for that. In the morning, you know, do your meditation, do your gratitude, get your day set up right, get your head on straight, then do your work. Right. Right. And then end your work. This is probably the biggest thing in uh, the talk coaching. Talk about this because this is exactly yeah. with all the people you're working with these hard charging, yeah. crazy successful real estate people. And they're like, right. the day never ends. Yeah, It's 11 o'clock, they're doing searches for clients, they're negotiating, they're sending emails back and forth. Right. Like, 
help. And, 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 and I, I get it. I understand that's, that's a challenge, right? I'm trying to buy a house right now. And and my you may have just told the, the wrong people on a podcast. Yeah. Everyone's going to now search you out and find you. <laughs> it's not an easy thing if you're a buyer. I saw yes. the, the yes. line. Don't worry about your buyers. Get listings. Yes. I'm like, no, I'm a buyer. Damn it. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'll get up in the morning and have five texts that came in like after midnight of places I need to go see. So I get it. But but it's a it's a it's an issue, right? It's yeah. going to be one of those things that does make your transition back very difficult. There has to be a beginning and ending time to the workday. Yeah. And I find for, for me personally, that's been more of a challenge during this situation. I think for real estate agents, it's probably always been a challenge. Uh, but what it does is it primes the nervous system to just be in constant stress mode or constant activity mm-hmm. mode. Yes. Um, and that wears down function. I mean, we can talk about anti-aging all day long, but these are the people, none of that stuff's going to help. And yeah. you're going to waste your money on all of it yeah. if you're not doing the basic stuff, right? right? So transition, use meditation, use deep breathing, use intentional walking, whatever it takes to transition from morning to work to done with work. Now it's the evening and then to bed. Yes. So I'm going to make a public service announcement. I am a dumbass when it comes to all of this stuff, right? What I am is I'm super coachable, right? So I find people I have faith in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And the reason why I say that is I want to talk to you about, like you said, breathing. I'm obsessed right now with the Wim Hof 11 minute, you know, on YouTube for free. Tristan and I have done it. Tristan was like, he did it one time with me. And he was like, okay, I want to like, I want to start editing everything right now in real time. Like it's, it's electrifying. And all we're talking about is breathing breathing. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm sure you've seen all the Wim Hof work. He's the Iceman, like he's right. super crazy. And, and I know he's just, he's talking about yoga stuff. He's talking about, you know, it's, it's not like he didn't own it all. Right. But what are your thoughts? Right. It, it's, it's one of the, the most basic important elements of just human existence is oxygenation of the body. Right. And because we spend so much time in that stress response that I was, so, in, right, shallow, right. shallow, shallow breathing, never past here. Out. Oh my God. Right, right. And yep. so what he really teaches or emphasizes is the proper breathing <sighs> and puts you in environments that force that right. to happen. He puts you in a stressful environment, but teaches you how, it's really basically stress response management. Yes. How do we go into a freezing cold environment uh-huh. and not completely lose our mind in yes. that? How do you, because yes. if you can manage a stress response in that environment, you can do it anywhere, yeah. right? So um, it, it's it, it's super critical, but it, you don't have to go into the freezing cold to do no. it, right? No, you can, no. It's it's a deep breath into the into the belly tells the nervous system that you're not in danger. It's yes. the only signal to the nervous system you're not going to die any second, right. right? Right. But we shallow breathe all day long because yeah. we're in a hurry and we're stressed. Mm-hmm. The nervous system. Remember in my past pie, I said there's two modes: mm-hmm. death yep. and vacation. Yes. You do the math. Yeah. Right. So we're yep. in death most of the time. Yep. So unless you take a deep breath, the nervous system's like, hey, man, she's dying. We, we got to pump out the stress hormone, you know, get the cortisol going. So it, it's he teaches a, his methods are mm-hmm. about instilling in a way that becomes second nature for you yes. to breathe right again. Yes. Deep into yes. the belly. Right. It is. So if you haven't checked it out, you guys should check it out. Just Google or just go to YouTube. Just Wim Hof. 10 or he's 11 a crazy minutes. dude and, totally you know crazy. and i love like just remember when he's like if your hands are feeling tingly <laughs> it's okay <laughs> right and I, after i'm like tristan were your hands he's like yes and my feet i'm like right because you're getting oxygen in you're your getting body. oxygen your blood is flowing your brain is going and I'm, i literally tell people like look 
if you're at like four o'clock in the afternoon and you know you've got a seven o'clock appointment, you have to be game on, carve out 11 minutes, lay down on the ground, do this breathing exercise, and every one of my clients that does it is like, OMG, like this is bananas. And right. then they say, I'm afraid to do this before I go to bed. I'm like, no, it actually helps you sleep. Yeah, because it, it calls really off helps. that nervous system. Right, Yeah. right. Yeah. So, all right, I want to go a totally different direction. You got the vaccine. You just, like, on, this is like yesterday, you got the second shot. Yeah, How it was do you feel? 48 hours at 1030 this morning. So 48 hours okay. ago, I had my, my second vaccine. So you're still alive. I'm still alive. I had a pretty good stress. Uh, uh, immune response to it, which is mm-hmm. expected. You know, mm-hmm. that's what you want. Yeah. Um, I had the Pfizer vaccine, so okay. it's the mRNA. So that's a newer uh, concept in mm-hmm. terms of vaccination, right? It wasn't uh, the actual dead virus that was injected. It was yeah. a little bit of DNA coding that basically is a recipe mm-hmm. for how to make the spike protein so that the um, immune system can recognize it. So it's, they give you the first shot to prime the immune mm-hmm. system. So there's a little bit of warning, something bigger's coming. And then the second one is a pretty whopping dose. And yeah. so then you, I think, I'm not sure what the percentage is. It's over 50% of people will have an immune response, which is a good response. It says the immune system recognized it and accepted it and now understands what it needs to do in that. So I had some, you know, fever and chills and Felt kind of crappy for 24 sure. hours, and I knew it was short-lived, and it was. Yeah. So. so the so the Facebook video that we all saw of the the little micro robots that they were shooting into our arms that were eating that's not true. No. You sure? Pretty sure. Here I am. Yes. Yes. Pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. Anybody yeah. out there, if you saw that, I mean, people were like, "This this is what they're shooting into your body," and just like. People are such dumbasses. Yeah. Like, I, uh, you know, I don't mean, I'm not being rude if you watched that video and thought that was true. I'm just I, I, saying. I think, you know, I, I completely get it. And, yeah. and trust me, I, when when they talked about vaccine, I was immediately following all of the of research right. and, and the, um, you know, the scientists that are working on those that have made vaccines in the past. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to know is how fast this came to market. Was that cool? Did yes. that make sense? And it did from the standpoint that making a vaccine is actually not that hard. Mm -hmm. That's why they can shift it now with these mutations that are happening. It's all the politics and the money that keep it 10 years out from getting on the market. So once that piece was removed, getting a vaccine out into the market wasn't that challenging. But um, it's, you know, for me, I think for everyone, it's a personal decision. It has to be a personal decision. It's new. It is not something that we've got tons of long-term data on. There are going to be some people that may have a negative impact. There's no long-term data. Yeah. But there's no, you know, my bigger concerns with the whole COVID thing are obviously the depression and that fallout, but also the long haulers. There are a growing number of people who are not completely getting better afterwards, still don't have their taste and smell back or still fatigued six months later. I have one patient who has severe lung um, issues after, and he's just not getting better and he's a young guy. So we're, we're seeing those kinds of effects. So the longer time out that we have, you know, to research and to look at the data, we'll be able to see, but. I would strongly recommend and maybe team, we should, we should, um, if this is on TomFerry.com or wherever, wherever they're listening, we might want to link up Pam's earlier podcast with me where we just talked about immune health mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. the different things you can do right. to up your immune health. Because yes. that, that would take us another 35, 45 minutes. Yeah. And the sands yeah, of time that. are ticking. <laughs> and I'm only through one subject that Uh-oh. I wanted to get into. <laughs> Let's talk. I'm going to go a totally different direction. Let's talk about anti-aging. Okay. Right. You and I were on the phone the other night and I was like, Pam, I feel 
amazing. Right. I'm like, I turned 50, I'll be 51 coming up in August, which that is not old in case you're wondering. But I was thinking to myself, a year ago I had my hip replaced and I was feeling tired and I was on the road and I was just, I just felt like, I mean, I was taking all my supplements, I was doing all my stuff, but it, the transitions conversation, I think I was missing some of that. Right. So it wasn't sticking. But all of a sudden now I wake up and I'm like, I get up, I do yoga, I do my breathing. I've been doing the breathing for whatever for a little bit. But, but the yoga, the is, yoga more, is a newer thing, right? Only for the last year. Okay. Right. Just for the last year. So so that's been interesting and versus going in the gym and trying to crack weights and right now. And I'm like, how long can I get and how stretchy can I get and flexible? And uh, so I don't know. Is it is it that? Is it NAD? Is it these other anti-aging things that I'm playing around with? Is it SUPS? Yeah. Like, but you know, you're the expert. Like, talk to us about the science, and then talk to us about the now, because okay. there's a lot of stuff coming out. But you mentioned to me earlier, it may not be here in our lifetime. Yeah. But yeah. so, but talk, give us some insight on that, and then let's talk about the now stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you anti-aging, I, I would I would think at this point that it's probably one of the biggest focuses in yeah. the you know in the scientific field. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, there's a big money to be made for, sure. for the first market with something that can be truly called anti-aging. Yeah. But I think where the science is at at this point is really understanding even what that means, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's not there's not a one thing that's no. going to be it's it's not the holy grail, right? It's yeah. it's going to be multiple factors mm -hmm. that impact multiple things in the body, everything from enzyme processes to mitochondrial function to I, I, this, I'm not the expert when it comes to all of those different possibilities, but yes. I know there's a lot of different genetics. Right. You know, there's going to come a time in the future where we'll be able to modify genetics. Yes. So those are all the areas that are under study currently. But but I think it's it's going to be some time. I'll be 60 in August, which is not old, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I expect to live a very long time. Yes. So maybe as I start to hit that 90 mark, we'll have some, you know, maybe genetic modification available, things mm -hmm. like that. There's some amazing things available to us now, things like stem cells. Right. That, that are more and more being used, um, I think, more mainstream for tissue regeneration. I want to talk about that. That's on my list. I've been doing it, and it's amazing. Okay. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go back to the, um, like altering you you mentioned it earlier and i'm now i'm now spacing which is horrible no editing on a podcast you said before you talked about uh stem cells you're talking about the fact that when you're 90 they may be able to go in and make adjustments to you what, yeah. like what does that mean well give, give us some insight on that. well like, the, you know the so and, and i think covid is is a good backdrop for this sure you know people keep saying well why we're so frightened by this one mm -hmm. is because it seems to impact people differently and in right. a way we can't predict right. right a young person can get really sick and die you know yeah. an old person doesn't have any symptoms yeah. at all you know so it's yes. it, it in this whole side of kind storm and we don't understand what all that means and really what it's what i think what it's peeling back the the cover on is the fact that we're all genetically different yeah. and we have different um genetic predisposition remember in yes. the last podcast yes. i said genetics yes. loads the gun but yep. it's epigenetics that pulls the trigger it's the decisions yep. you make every yep. day so each of us have our own underlying genetic, let's just call it down regulations or mutations or issues that may or may not ever come to play in our life, depending on how we tug on what triggers them, mm -hmm. right? Lifestyle has a lot to do with that. Yep. Toxic overload, too much alcohol, smoking, you know, there's a stress, yes. lots of things that can impact um, genetic expression. So the, um, 
I, I think that the what I was the point I was making with when I turned sixty mm-hmm. would be uh, perhaps by then we would have the ability early in life to understand where our genetic deficiencies were, so to speak. Right. And we, we can understand them now because we can look at the genome, but we can't necessarily do something. We can't alter that so that it can never turn on. All we can sure. do is our best possible job in lifestyle and, you know, but there's a lot of things we can avoid, like toxic exposure. Most of the time, you don't even know you're being exposed. Right. Um, you know, 5G, oh my God, is that doing something to our right. genetics? Maybe, what who mean, knows? 6G is coming. What is that going to do? Right, yeah. So, you know, it's those kinds of things that we can't yes. control for. So the possibility for genetic, you know, modification at some point mm-hmm. um, is, you know, something I think is pretty far off into the future. Yeah. But there's things here now. Right. right actually, that, before you said it. Dr. Peter Diamandis, who I had on my show years ago, right, who wrote the wonderful book Bold yes, and Abundance, great. and his, I mean, just in, the, the guy's—he's the moonshot guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, Tom. We're and all they're doing live, a lot of anti-aging research themselves. Right. Yeah. He is. He's yeah. like, we're going to live to be 150. That's going to be the new norm. And I'm like, it, it sounds so so far out there, and yet all of the science, and you and I both know, which means all of the money mm-hmm. is being channeled into this stuff because. Who doesn't want to live longer? Right. Especially if you can live an extraordinary. If 90 becomes the new 60. Right. Right. If 60 becomes the new 30, that that sounds kind of good. Yeah. Right. And like maybe someone that's 30 over here, like Brenda, not even in her 30s. She's like, slow down. <laughs> right. Like she's like, wait a minute. Does that mean I'm like 11? Right. <laughs> slow down. But there is something to that. So let's let's go um, stem cell, exomes, regeneration medicine. Like I did all that stuff. Right. And I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just want to be very clear, everybody out there again. Yeah. But I have great people around me, and I'm like, my shoulder hurts. I had that back surgery. I had a ruptured L5. I had a hip replacement. And my buddy Ed Park's like, oh, well, we're going to put a million little worker ants inside there to fix everything. And I'm like, that sounds good. Help me understand what I did. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. Well, uh, you know, to the best of my ability, because I'm not sure, an expert, sure. but um, stem, stem cells are, that's, that is kind of old science, if you will. That's right. been around for a long time. Actually, when you look at anti-aging medicine mm-hmm. research, they don't even talk about that, because that was kind of like, yes. that's already happened, yes. and it's here, and yes. we're using it. Um, but the stem cell, I was, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to Home Depot, and you, you're going to paint a room, mm-hmm. and you take your, you go up and you give the guy the paint spot. Um, how sexist to me. Women can mix paint too. Yes. Um, and and they pull out this can of white paint, and your first you're like, oh no no, I don't want white. And yeah. then they take the this these little things squirt all these colors yeah. in there, yeah. and it comes out this blue that you wanted for your room. Yeah. Stem cells are the white can of paint, right? Got they it. they go in and they have no no character, no reputation, no yep. name, no yep. purpose. Yep. But they are what we're doing is programming them to become a particular tissue, whether it's a bone tissue yeah. or, you know, we're fixing a labral tear in the shoulder, whatever it might yes. be in the hip. We're um, we're programming those cells to become a muscle cell or a bone cell or or whatever we're looking to do. So that's what stem cell, you know, that's what all the stem cell research was for was to yes. see can we do this in humans? Can we regenerate things? 
Um, I, I don't know at this point that you can go in and order a new ear or a new nose, but no. you can certainly repair certain tissues in the body right. using stem cells. Right. And stem cells you can get from animals, you can get from the cord blood from a newly born baby, you yep. can bank stem cells. So, you know, I don't have all the details on how to get it, but, and it's, you know, and it can be an expensive therapy still, even it's still considered fairly novel, but. Have I introduced you to my friend, Chris Duma? Yes. Right. So Chris is doing stem cell, re like his research is he's taking the stem cells, doing like mixing them through what he refers to as the Duma process, which mm -hmm. is the patent process that they do for the brain, injecting right? it directly into people's brains yeah. that are dealing with dementia or Alzheimer's. And he's got 15 years of case study and all this research. And people are like, really? Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's fascinating yeah. what's happening out there. Like, yeah. like you said it earlier, it's like, Hey, genetics are like the gun. But it's what you do every day that pulls the trigger. Right, right. There's just other things that people just aren't aware of. That's why I love hanging out with you. That's right. why Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss and all these good Ben, like just all these people that are like, have you heard about this? Have yeah. you tried this? Yeah. Test this. So back on your what works now. You were saying anti-aging science, and then I, of course, asked 30 yeah. questions in the middle yeah. of it. Well, and you had mentioned ex now? exosomes, which yeah. is another big sort of currently in use, yep. not exactly... 100% clear about, but but it's a delivery system, right. essentially, right? Yes. So we can use exosomes to deliver things where we want them to yes. go. Um, stem cells are basically cells that we can make do what we want in terms mm -hmm. of tissue. Exosomes deliver things, whatever it is we want to deliver, yes. whether it's a pharmaceutical or a nutraceutical or, or whatever kind of treatment. Right. Um, so those are things that are happening now. But I think for the average person, mm -hmm. I, I first want to... Are you I, calling me strange? <laughs> No, but I would I would put you up on the list of maybe more of the biohacking yes. level, right? Somebody yeah. who who does the work, because yep. this is the point I'm going to make in yeah. a second. You do the work. So now things like these anti-aging options mm -hmm. are not only going to be more effective, but you're going to recognize it right away, right? You're going to you go. notice it. It's going to be the difference between two patients come to see me the same day they both had stem cell treatment. One of them is going to say, oh, my God, my life has changed. I can't tell you how good yeah. I am. And the other one's going to say, I just wasted all that money. Yes. And the, the difference there is going to be the person who did the work and the person who didn't do the work. Yeah. There is not now and probably will never be, certainly not in our lifetime, the magic bullet that saves you from yourself. No. So... My, my soapbox for the last 25 years, and it will continue, is you have to do the work. Yes. Sleep, stress response management, exercise, diet, yes. right? E exercise, I mean, that, that's a category alone. Yes. Talk about the number one, and you'll get anti-aging scientists to admit, mm -hmm. because they cannot figure out how to make a drug to duplicate the effect, that exercise is hands down the number one most important anti-aging. Now, yes. but having said that, it's not just any exercise. Over-exercise can be just as bad as no exercise. Bingo. And maybe what you discovered for yourself was shifting that from killing yourself in the gym or those, and shifting it to something that worked better for your body worked better for you, right? Bingo. So again, there's no one size fits all. No. Um, but something that I'm really excited about with the anti-aging medicine that's available to us now is mitochondrial support, mm -hmm. right? So. Um, the, the mitochondria is the little, you know, energy factories in our cells. And some cells like muscle cells have more than others, right? So their job is to sort of pump out this energy all day long that that particular tissue needs. So muscles work all day long, so they need a lot of energy. 
And it's one of the issues with aging is the, um, uh, you know, kind of the, the dying off of or, or the um, down regulation of mitochondrial function, right. right? So if you're not producing enough of this energy, you can't, you're not going to have any, you're not going to have any physical energy. Is that, a, is that at a higher level than when we talk about like testosterone or NAD or? Yeah, I mean, like, NAD like is a piece of that, older? right? Okay. So NAD is, is, um, is part of what's needed to maintain mitochondrial function. So I think of, I'm really big on foundations and baselines. Yeah. So mitochondria is kind of like the baseline, right? If you don't have it's like the white paint. your, yeah. yeah, if you don't have your energy factories up and running and mm-hmm. they have to be constant, you cannot store ATP. It's not like you can make a bunch of energy and store it over here. No. You make it, you use it, you make it, you use it, right? And, and most of us are needing way more than we're making. Sure. And that's why you get things like gray hair, um, muscle, start to get muscle wasting, wrinkly face. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all signs of, of mitochondrial dysfunction, congestive heart failure. There's a whole list of them. Sure. So right? how do so, I get it, Pam? Like, sign me up. Like, what, what do I need to do? Well, actually. But wait, there's more. Right? Yeah, there... it's it's not rocket science. No. It really isn't. The, the there's, there's a few things, but it's mostly optimize mm-hmm. your nutrients, right? Yeah. Optimize, first and foremost, don't pull the trigger on the gun, yeah. right? Do your daily work. You know, you, you've, Dan Amon's been on your program so many times. I know. He talks about it every time. Yep. You've got to do the sleep. You have to do the sleep, yes. right? If you're, not, yep. if you're not optimizing sleep, you're screwed. I don't care what you do. You can take all the anti-aging stuff you want. And it's if you need melatonin, work. do melatonin. If you need, my wife's trying these, all these crazy, you know, this melatonin versus that melatonin. And I'm just like, I could just, you know me, if I lay down right here, I would fall asleep right. and like not wake up for a while. But I love it because she's trying to figure out what's yeah. right for her. Right. Because when she has rest, she's unstoppable. Yeah. And when she isn't, she's at 70%. And 70% of Kathy's pretty amazing, but not as amazing as 100%. Right. Right. So, so sleep is number one. What's and, number but two? And I think that's an important point you make for, for the audience. Again, there just isn't, a, there's, there's no one reason why people yeah. don't sleep. But I'll tell you one of the biggest reasons, no transition to sleep. Yeah. If you just sat with your laptop in your bed mm-hmm. and just checked your email and you think you're going to go to sleep and no sleep way. all night, ain't no happening. Way. No so way. start with just a transition. Right, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, turn off your electronics, do some deep breathing, some light stretching, take a warm shower, whatever it takes to transition from work to sleep. Um, Yeah, so sleep optimization, stress response management. I'm just gonna just hammer that one to death. You have to- None of my clients have stress. I know that's not true because I work with a lot of your clients. Yes, you do. Yes, Yes, I do. do. You know, I love you all, we all, we have eustress. We have eustress, it's positive stress. We're moving people forward, we're getting things done. Yeah, and it, it, a lot of our stress is positive, right? It is. But remember, the nervous system, death or vacation. Yes. It doesn't know, doesn't the, difference know the difference between a difficult client yep. and the lion in the jungle, right? Yeah. So it's really a matter of, and it's not changing stress. We can't change the pandemic. No. We can't change that no. I am one of your most difficult real estate clients. You can't mm-hmm. change that. What you can change is how you respond to the stress. Yes. But you can't change that unless you have transition, which is usually meditation, Wim Hof breathing, whatever it takes. It is, it always involves breath. So if it involves deep breathing, it's going to work. Yoga, breathing exercise, meditation, biofeedback, Mm -hmm. whatever, Wim Hof, right? So this is like, remember when we used to be able to go to Broadway plays? Yeah. 
like the the lights went down, we were told to turn our phones off, we were in a transition, and then the lights went on and the show began, and then there was halftime, right? right. It wasn't ever called halftime, right? But you know, Lawson, now Got we have, to have a transition. A transition. Right. Go to the restroom, grab, you know, whatever you want to grab, then come back and start the thing again, and then it ends. And there is something to that. You keep saying transition, I'm like, yes. Yeah. It was the biggest it. lesson that I learned. I realized, I recognized that when I got up in the morning and did my morning routine that was that was the beginning of my day when i got in my car to drive to work and i got to listen to my podcast and i transitioned then i got to work and i did an amazing job at work and then i left work yes and i transitioned home by listening to my podcast doing some deep breathing i always sat in the garage for a couple of minutes just to transition Mm -hmm. into home Mm -hmm. and then i would do my evening whatever that was could be tv could be any of that stuff and then 30 minutes before bed a transition and then March happened and that's all gone. That is the podcast clip that I want on Instagram. I'm just telling you right now, the word of the day is transition. Yeah. So sleep, transition, digestion. We've talked about it a bunch on other podcasts and other conversations. Um, do you recommend things like enzymes? Should we be drinking cold beverages before we eat and while we eat? Like, yeah. you know, I'm going, I'm going some old school stuff here. Like, what do you recommend? Yeah, um, I, I would say, digestion wise well first of all the your, your nutrition has a lot to do with that mm-hmm. as um, in what you eat it is in yes. what you eat yeah. right so and and i've it's really simple two handfuls of vegetables one palmful of protein mm-hmm. ample good fats in the prep and if you're going to have anything else make it six bites yeah it's that simple yeah. for your nutrition yeah. you're going to get good nutrients from that yeah. Um, gut health really is more about stress response management because mm-hmm. you're not going to digest if you're in the jungle running. Yep. You're not going to repair your digestive system if you're not sleeping. Um, y- you know, the, the digestive dysfunction for most people is something that will ultimately probably have to be unwound, figured out, treated. That's where the poop test comes in. We've yep. talked about before. Yep. But most people. said poop. Now, twice on this podcast, yeah. last time I think we said poop like 40 Lots times. Lots of times, yes. yeah. Yeah, people call me up and say, yeah, that Tom Ferry, I, I want to do the poop, the blood, and the spit. <laughs> I'd like some coaching, Pam, and uh, where do I send you my poop? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, but but I've looked at a lot of poop tests, a lot. Yes. Over the Not last a lot of poop, just poop tests. 20 right, years, yes. and I would say, yes, most people could use some digestive enzyme help. That's yep. a big issue. Yep. Most of us need a good, broad-spectrum probiotic. Yeah. Um, we need what's the difference between probiotic and now my wife is doing pre-probiotic. Pre, like. pre, so when we eat enough vegetable fiber, <clears throat> that feeds the good bacteria in the gut, mm-hmm. which is super important. I won't go into that, but it's really important yes. for everything we've been discussing, including anti-aging. Um, but it, it's pretty picky. It wants a certain kind of fiber coming from prebiotic foods. You can Google their list. Mm-hmm. Strawberries sure. is one of those asparagus. Yeah. Um, but most of us don't eat enough of those kinds of things. You would need to eat a lot. You know, yes. two big handfuls at least three times a day. Most of us aren't no doing that. No one's going to do that. And you miss some of it in powdered formulas, right? Because you're mm-hmm. not getting the fiber. That's mm-hmm. how you can take a beet and make it powder is you take yeah. the fiber and the sugar out and you get the, just the basic nutrients. Mm-hmm. You still get nutrients, but you're not getting the fiber. So prebiotic fiber is the stuff the microbiome, your good bacteria, needs to stay healthy. That's the food that it eats. Mm-hmm. It lives in your gut because it gets fed there, not because it really does a whole lot there. It's yeah. for the rest of your body. Um, the difference between a probiotic is actually those bacteria strains in a capsule form that you can take to, I call it fill in the blanks. It mm-hmm. doesn't fix anything. It just fills in the blanks today. Yes. You still got to yes. take it tomorrow and you still got to figure out why you got blanks there to begin with. Right. Yeah. So a probiotic isn't really a curative as much as it is a helper while you're on your way to, you know, getting 
things straightened out. But so circle back around. You said baseline. So if I want to, if if I'm 30 and I'm, I'm just going to give an example. I'm 30 and I'm looking at my mother, my dad, and I think, damn, they look old, right? So you're talking baseline. Make these adjustments first. But let's assume I've already done all that stuff. Okay. So now I'm doing all that stuff. Like, what are all the things? Like, I'm taking all kinds of crazy things. Like, I am a little mad scientist. Yeah. Like, and I do it for 90 days, and then I assess. Right. How do I feel? Do I feel different? As long as everything was the same, and the test was a true A-B test before and after without right. too much variance in the middle, and it's easier now because of less travel. Right. Right. I, I'm loving it. But what do you recommend? What What things should they explore? Well, I think if, if you've got the baseline down then you're going to be in a place to be able to tell whether or not those things are helping. And and I like the system that you have because so many of my patients come to me on bagfuls of stuff. Right. And actually that kind of a situation is problematic, right? That yeah. creates problems in the body right. when you're asking the body to do that much work. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to constantly be asking the question, is this thing I'm using helping? Give yourself 30 days, 60 days, yep. 90 days. Do I have a goal for it? Don't just buy the the line that yeah. you're being sold in yeah. the advertisement. Um, and understand that supplement, just think about the word, supplement means to support. To support what? The work that you're already doing. Bingo. If you're not doing the work, you're probably never going to realize the benefit. I don't care what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, so let's assume all of that's good and you're looking for the baseline supplementation. And I'm going to think about it from a sort of complete health perspective with an anti-aging bent in yeah, mind, right? Please. So the some of the top most important things are going to be vitamin D, um, your essential fatty acids. Essential means that you must have it for life. Yeah. Um, you don't make it in your body. You have to get it from your diet. And essentially in today's world, that's impossible to do. So essential fatty acid come from fish oil. Yeah. Um, you need to have your full complement of what I think of as um, your micronutrients. So all of your B vitamins are mm-hmm. critical uh, for all function in the body. So some kind of a good potent multivitamin. Yeah, multivitamin. Yeah, right. But it has to be potent. So you're, you know, one a day. That kind of not, it's not going to work. You won't absorb it, and it needs to be pretty potent. Yeah. There's some good ones out there, but you can talk to me offline about that. But a good multi that covers all that, your minerals, yeah. your B vitamins, your E, your C, your stuff like and that. And the answer is start taking it and test. Yeah. Do I feel different? Yeah, if do you don't I feel, feel different, then switch up because you should that's, feel different. That's the key. Like yeah. if you do the stuff, you should be like, wow, Yeah. like I feel better. I feel yeah. more alive. I feel more excited. Yeah. I got less sleep and I'm still jamming. Like yeah. that's good. Or we should be able to see the impact on at least labs, some right. kind of a lab report. Yes. So, um, when it comes to, um, and, and a probiotic is on that list. Yes. Okay. And from, for most of us, especially you in the real estate industry, um, support for hormone balance, right? Your mm-hmm. adrenal hormones, calming, balancing cortisol. So that's going to be what the energy formula was for level 10 health. That's yeah. going to be your, yeah. your holy basil, ashwagandha, rhodiola, you know, all kind of all rolled up into one. You know so. what they're all saying right now? How does she remember all this stuff? And oh. I want to remember, you remember all the real estate terms and jargons. Yeah. Because you study it. Because you, you talk about, about it every it. day. Pam is the same way. Just yeah. another expert just like you. Yeah. So so absolutely yes, right? Yes. Adrenals. Because like, I think about like people coming back from war or during war or for us in business doing what we do and like having my blood work done before doing the summit and then after the summit. And it's like... Did I just go through like a nine-month tour in a major war? Your like, nervous system thinks nervous you system did. Your nervous system is completely yeah. shot. And people yeah. are like, how do you feel after an event? Like, are you tired? I'm like, well, I'm energized until I stop moving. And then I'm gone. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So so there's supplements for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so adrenal just balancing and regulation. Yeah. Every human on the planet needs that. So there's yeah. no reason why not everyone should be doing that. So well, I I count that among the basic support that yes. everybody should you know be doing. And then from an anti-aging you know standpoint, it's you know, when I think about mitochondrial efficiency, right, all of those things, your B cofactors, your vitamin E are all important components of that. Um, your uh, fat oxidation. So, the, you know, I, there's things like acetyl-L-carnitine and uh, glutathione. People yeah, have heard glutathione, about glutathione. But here's the sure. problem with glutathione. It, it's an antioxidant. Mm-hmm. You make it in your body. Mm-hmm. You absolutely have to have it for mitochondrial function. Yes. But the science is still a little bit sticky on whether or not when you take that, do mm-hmm. you actually get glutathione? It's it's really... Um, I do it in my IV drips. Yeah. Now, IV... And I notice a massive difference. Yeah, IV you yeah. glutathione. We use that in Parkinson's disease, yeah. right? So IV glutathione, but... But it's short-lived, and mm-hmm. most people will not be out there getting IV. So yes. um, it, it's, it has a precursor called N-acetylcysteine, which actually is very absorbable and used by the body and helps you make glutathione. Yeah. So um, N-acetylcysteine would be one of the things. In a good multi, you're going to have acetyl-L-carnitine, N-acetylcysteine. You're going to have these anti-CoQ10. Do you speak Latin? <laughs> like I know. They're... <laughs> I'm like, I started to take notes and I'm like, no, I'm just going to listen. Yeah. And so, I can, I, you know, yes. we can post a list in the show notes yes. or whatever. I can give you. Brenda, let's do that. It's I'll, a really, I'll get you really, all that really stuff. good idea. Yeah. Cause, yes. cause there's a great article, uh, uh, integrative medicine doc, Joe Pizzorno, just an article yeah. recently where he says, if you want good mitochondrial function, yeah. just optimize nutrients. Here's a list. Here's how much you need to take. It's perfect. I mean, yeah. you could just put that in your show. I mean, it, and it's not rocket science. It's stuff that you can get any place. CoQ10 gotta, uh, is like one of the most important things. Resveratrol, right. very important. Uh, that's on my list. Yeah. Yep. Um, NAD is another one of those that's yep. gotten a lot of scrutiny. Yep. When you take NAD, do you actually have more NAD that we can measure? A lot of yep. what's difficult with science is some of this stuff's hard to measure. Yeah. So, um, but it has a precursor called nicotinamide riboside, NR. Yep. Um, and NKR, you can easily get nicotinamide riboside and use that. There are some forms of NAD now that are supposedly more um, absorbable. You can get it IV. Yeah, you can I also do it, it a lot. Yeah, you can also do it um, dermally if you've got a, an introduction system. What's dermally? It, well, it's through the skin. orally? Yeah, but but it's challenging because the patch yeah. that puts you put it, it stings and it's not comfortable. Yeah. Because it's pushing that through your system okay. right into the for, bloodstream. For the record, everybody out there, so a buddy of mine, Peter, who is, I think, so, Pete, you're going to hit me the next time I see you. I think he's 75, and he could be the most fit, most just ripping, badass 75-year-old I've ever met. Like, he he surfs. He's so active. He runs. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so he and I text each other like, okay, man, what are you doing these days? And it was like two years ago. He's like, NAD, bro. Mm-hmm. Check out NAD. And I'm like, NAD. And I just happen to walk into the place where I do my IV drips. Yeah. And they're like, now serving NAD, and I'm like, I'll do that. It took four hours. I did it multiple times. Four out, Pam, me. Yeah, yeah, I can't even imagine four. it. The good news is I made like seven thousand phone calls just with one arm sitting in this position. <laughs> but I started to see a massive difference in doing that. And again, it's just been this combination of you know finally getting my hip replaced, doing more yoga, more breathing, being more mindful of just stress and anxiety right. and letting stuff go. So I, it, it's hard, right? You start saying, well, was it this? Was it that? It's all of it. Was it this? 
I do get good sleep. So like all those things. Um, but now I'm doing it in pill form. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. he sent me, he's like, yeah, he goes like, you know, his brother was able to do a four hour bag in an hour. Like that's, wow. that's bonkers. Yeah, like, that's bonkers. Anybody. Uh, I don't even know if that's safe. Really. I don't hit right. I was just <laughs> like, okay, you guys are crazy. I respect you. You're, I love you. Um, but you know, for me, I was like, okay, if I can take it in pill form and get the same exact result and I'm still noticing that same thing, like that yeah. same, you know what it is? I, I did a live show this morning and I said, um, we're all under stress and anxiety. We're mm-hmm. all under attack, whether it's a competitor or COVID or your relationship is off. And the thing that I'm fixated on is staying calm. Yeah. And what I notice with all these things I'm doing is like, while others are feeling they're in the ship burrito and their first response is react, I'm like, assess, yeah. slow down. Yeah. And I don't know, is that yoga? Is it breathing? Is it NAD? It. Is it anti-aging? Is it you know meditation, which we haven't even talked about? I think the answer is D all the above. Yes. And someone listening right now is like, no way. Like, yeah, it's totally. just way. Like, meditation. Do you know who Sam Harris is? I listen to his podcast, Making Sense, every okay. day. Okay, so get this. So, Claude, if you're listening, so my my one of my closest friends on the planet, Claude, went to uh, they they went to school together at Stanford. Uh. Then they went to India together because Sam wanted to go study 175 religions. And you know, if you it's know crazy. his story, right? Yeah. He's just he's nutso. And you know, two years later, they're living in India, they're traveling all the world. Claude's come back. You know, Sam went off and now has done eight million other things. But it was just fascinating to all of a sudden see Sam Harris now into meditation. I'm like, okay, this is the guy that has like 48 PhDs <laughs> right. who has studied every religion on the planet. And he finally said, this is the he thing. He came to the place where he did. it made the most sense. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. this is the thing. And I know like he's probably sitting in his house locked down in LA and hasn't left in, you know, 330 days, but I know he's meditating. Yeah. What's your thought on meditation? It's critical. It's absolutely critical. It is, it is the piece, if I had to say, one thing that you could do consistently that mm-hmm. would guarantee you the transition would be meditation. Yeah. Right. And it, it just, it, all of the answers that we need for the questions that we have, which if you let yourself ponder that for a moment, it right. are millions of questions. Right. The answers are all there. Mm-hmm. You just can't get to them because we're stuck up here exactly. in all this activity. So, yeah. uh, you know, I see meditation as what it does is allows me to get below that kind of under the radar so mm-hmm. that I can really get the answers. Like when I meditated today prior to coming here, that's where the, the paint bucket idea came up. Right. And I'm just meditating. I didn't ask for any of that, but yeah. but it was there. It was it was a question I had in my mind earlier and then boom, you know. So meditation's critical. It's critical for transition. It's critical for keeping the nervous system healthy yeah. and well controlled. Okay, I'm gonna grab my phone really fast and I'm gonna tell everybody like the things that I love uh, uh, P-Z-I-Z-Z, if I ever told you about that one? Mm-mm. P-Z-I-Z-Z, there's two. One's sleep and one's energizer. Energizer's for taking naps, right? So check this out. Like I literally, boom, start. I'd be like in the back of a car with my, you know, my headset on or on an airplane or myself to relax and recharge. Oh, cool. Right. It's a, good idea it's a transition. Sure mm-hmm. yeah. Even if it's just for me, like a, a 20 minute nap. Right. Right. Which I'll do like right. in the middle of the day. I, I listened once to this genius formula audio program that Nightingale kind of put out. And it was like the study of like the 12 geniuses of all time. And like, it was fascinating because like Muhammad Ali was on there and so was Leonardo da Vinci. Right. Right. Every one of them took naps transitions right right a nap is a right. transition right right um i also love 
waking up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love sleep cycle, which because that's right to track and measure your sleep. Calm, I'm super in love with. Headspace, I have on there. I never use it. Yeah. What about you? Like, what do you what do you recommend for people? I I like Calm a lot. Yeah. I use Insight Timer. It was it was it was. Oh wait, look, I have that. Yeah, it was just All old right. school. Okay. It was okay. originally just going to be a timer for meditation, yep. so you didn't run over your twenty minutes or yeah. whatever you were doing. Yeah. But it's turned into a huge phenomenon as far as yeah. just all kinds of meditations. I love their sleep meditation, yep. you know, group. So I use um, Insight Timer. Um, I, you know, I think tracking and measuring is really critical. So having too. some way to track yep. your sleep, how much deep, how much REM, mm-hmm. you know, your, mm-hmm. um, I know we were going to talk about all the things I'm into now, but something I'm really into is heart rate variability and understanding what that is and tracking it and understanding yeah. where I'm at, because that, that tells me, am I doing enough? Right. I have patients that will say, oh, I'm doing five minutes of meditation every morning, which is great. And yeah. they're consistent. That's it's better than great. no minutes. It's better than no minutes. But but there's a way to measure whether or not that's going to be enough for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a way for them to look at it and say, oh, OK, well, five's not working. Let me try 10. Yeah. And then pretty soon we'll do it. Right. Because we want those numbers to right. line up. Right. And then that's how you get somebody doing more. But. But you're also, like, I think it's so much about, like, everybody in sales, and, and I think everybody on the planet's in sales, right? Yeah. My 19-year-old selling yeah, we're me always why selling. he should have his own apartment, and, right? Like, I mean, every, every, everybody's in sales, right? We're all selling something. Um, I always say sales is a transference of energy, yeah. right? So if I don't have an abundant amount of energy or I don't feel good about my own energy, it's hard for me to influence someone else, right? So I've got to spend time figuring out what well, can I do to make myself feel good? Well, that person can pick up on it. Good? Of right. course. When you walk in a room, you can tell who you're right. attracted to. That's the energy that they're right. putting out, right? So. so meditation, this Wim Hof breathing thing, I keep going back to yeah. it. I am obsessed now with how long I can hold my breath. Like that's the new thing, right? Like yeah. I'm, my, uh, my buddy Adam, if you're listening right now from Texas, right? Who's like this heavy duty, crazy smart investment banker, right? And I'm like, hey man, try this breathing exercise. <laughs> and he's like, I couldn't hold my breath for more than like a minute and a half. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 you got to go to two minutes, man. Two minutes where the magic happens. He's like, fairy, you're totally nuts. <laughs> but it, it's a tracking and measuring thing. Right. It's I noticed the longer I held my breath, the better I felt, right. the more calm I was or the more focused I was versus maybe only doing a minute. Right. You're talking about that kind of stuff? Yeah, again, you know, you're putting the body under a certain amount of stress. Yep. You know, because you're not giving it oxygen yes. in that moment. Yes. So at some point, you're either going to give in to the nervous system's constant hammering on, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, or you're yeah. going to say, no, I'm in control here, back off. That's and me. And that's what happens. If you feel the urge to breathe, he actually <laughs> says that on the video. I'm like, the urge to breathe. I don't know if I've ever said the urge to breathe, but yes, yes, I love it. Okay. Let's spend the last five minutes on what are you excited about? What are you learning right now? Because we've covered so much mm. stuff today. And by the way, I don't think I only got to like maybe five of the things I wanted yeah. to discuss. So much. I, you know, I mean, every day is We a can't do it in five minutes, me. but give yeah. us a little bit. Okay. Give us a little taste. Um, so I brought up heart rate variability. I think yeah. it's really important. Yeah. It's something that is, it, it, anybody can do. Should we start the band? Or no, are we talking you don't about have a, to. You know, you can, you can do Apple Watch checks heart rate variability, your yep. Aura Ring. Yep. I use a Whoop yep. strap. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Elite, our HRV has a little finger thing. You know, so it's not that hard. Garmin, I, I yeah, like the Whoop strap. I do too. Yeah, yeah it, it, it did. That. It did come out a little bit better than Aura Ring and some yeah, of those. And I agree. I like it for the sleep statistics because yeah. I can wear it, and I just don't right. want to wear a watch to bed. That kind of thing. Yeah. But um, so I'm really into biometric tracking. Track mm-hmm. and measure. It will change behavior all day long. Yep. So, yep. Um, the um, 
heart rate variability is important. What that means just really quickly is the nervous system. So most of us grow up thinking that a heart goes beep, 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 beep. It doesn't do that. If it does that, you're in trouble. Yeah. It should be going beep, 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 beep. And it goes up and down with the breath. Yeah. Um, and what it's doing is is getting messages from the nervous system is getting messages to control the heart rate dependent on your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, whether you're in trouble. So we slow down when we're feeling relaxed and we speed up when we're a little bit anxious and it happens constantly throughout mm -hmm. the day. And you can measure that and what you want is a higher variability to the heart rate. In other words, more slow periods. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a measure of whether or not you're effectively managing the stress response, right? If you've got a low variability to the heart rate, you're going to be in stress response more of a percentage of the time. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a really good measure of stress response. It's also a good measure. You can use it for fitness and and strain and that type of thing athletes it's a big athletic track and measure but i like it for the everyday person who yeah. says to me i can't meditate or i can't do this or and i'm like okay but if you've got something because we're all competitive yep. and you're measuring yourself against this i bet you can do it it just take a little bit of time yeah right so super important once again baseline and then track and measure and get better yeah because yeah. you can tell from heart rate variability even when you're going to get sick or pre-heart attack or you can see oh my god mine was so this is an example i got my covid test my shot my second shot on tuesday at 10 30. i went to bed tuesday night i was feeling pretty rough and my heart rate variability is usually somewhere in the 25 to 30 range in my last deep um, phase of sleep mm -hmm. and my recovery can be maybe 60 to 70 percent not based on sleep heart rate variability on the day after the COVID shot, my heart rate variability was 15, and my recovery was in the red, 13%. I've never, wow. in the whole time I've been tracking, ever had it, either one of those be that low. Wow. Because my body was in a fight. My, yeah. my immune system was fighting. And so my nervous system's involved in that. So my heart rate variability, gone. Mm -hmm. My resting heart rate during my sleep was 94. It's usually 64. So you just yeah, but I panic, I was panic. Yeah, I was. was just well, my body, body was like, right? what the heck, you know. Sure. So, um, you know, so heart rate variability. I'm really into that. I think it's a really important mm -hmm. measure. You can find all kinds of stuff online about all kinds of ways to track it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really really interested in the um, well, I said tracking and measuring, and I'm I'm really interested right now in the brain. I, I'm, I'm listening to a couple of podcasts, um, and one of them is a, a researcher who has written several books on the right brain and left brain and how they're different and mm -hmm. what the, the separation between the two and then starting to look into that from it. Because I, I think another big hit that we're taking during COVID is the whole joy spiritual connection yeah. those kinds of deep connections because m many of us are just alone on our own mm -hmm. out there and, and we're not even making an attempt to socialize right we're not zooming with our friends and it's like oh, why well, bother? nobody wants to do it nobody wants to take a shower anymore and look good to go on a zoom or whatever mm -hmm. so um I've, I've been really curious about what happens in the brain and more so from the standpoint that how could i help people anticipating this fallout that's going to happen sure. Um, listening to a podcast right now called Dear Therapist. Love oh it. Oh my God, I gotta write Love that down. it. It's, it's two therapists, two really well-known therapists, Lori Gottlieb and Guy Winch, and they're both in New York, and they, um, it's like an advice column. So people write in letters. It's Dear Abby? Yeah, it's like a Dear Abby. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's all kinds of stuff. My husband's dying of cancer, sure. yeah. you know, whatever, my yeah. boyfriend's having an affair. 
But what they do is they bring it online and they teach you how to, it's all about teaching communication on a whole different level. It's amazing. I, I love it. I think it's oh, a I can't great, wait. I can't yeah, wait. it's a great, yes. um, a great podcast, but I'm really, for me, it's more about mind, spirituality. Where do we go from here? Why yeah. is all this happening? What does it mean for me, you know, in yeah. the future? Yeah. That's been a lot of my, my focus. So as we transition, because we've been jamming and I see my little hour is already see, up, yeah. but it's okay because I told, I mean, you and I can do this for days. Yeah. Um, first of all, everybody listening, thank you so much. Pam, how do they reach you if they want to, if somebody wants to coach you, they can call my office, right? Like that's a no brainer. Yeah. But if they want to reach you and they're like, I just got a question. Like you, what, what the person listening right now, if you're watching on YouTube, we would go do these, remember those live events, those seminars we used to do and Pam would get up on stage and her and I would do, you know, a little talk and, and then literally... I'd watch, I don't know, 80 to 100 to 500 people stand in a line and just wait to say, my dad's got dementia, what can I do about it? You know, I got this little murmur in my heart, right? Like you, and you would sit there just as patient as I answer a million questions on Instagram <laughs> and everything else, and you would dissect and answer every one of those. I'm not asking you to do that now with a thousand emails. Right. But if somebody legitimately wants to reach out, they want to work with you, they want to connect with you on some level, they, they want more. How do they get you? Right. Well, you know, there's a couple ways. I do a, a live show every Wednesday morning called Three Things You Need to Know that, yep. you know, they can. And, and that's a great place it? to just get the space. Facebook, it's on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I just. Let's link that up. I just interviewed um, a, um, the, the makers of the Subliminal Vision Board app. Ooh, yeah. So, sweet. It, you know, so it, it's a lot of these practical what you can do yeah. for yourself yeah. kinds of things. Um, so you can reach me through that, um, mm -hmm. certainly through Tom Ferry, because yep. I'm working in the coaching area now. I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah. So working with yes. a lot of you guys yeah. already yeah. coaching. Like in a one-on-one. -on -one, on like help. one-on-one, yeah. helping people. Yeah. So, so I believe names my, and all that stuff. Yeah, but yes, I can't say yes, names. Yes, but yes. we're, you know, having some successes and yeah. super exciting. Um, and I think that's... Pam, at your Pam, your coach at Tom Fair. I, you know, because I haven't we'll used link that it up. email. We'll link, we'll link yeah, it up. It's probably, Sorry. It's probably uh, P Jacobson at yourcoach.com. Yeah. P Jacobson at yourcoach.com. Yeah. More yeah. than likely. And if not, some person named PJ just got a whole bunch of emails. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Pam, what I love about you is there's a lot of things. A, you're really good at shuffleboard. Yes, we played shuffleboard. And, and you know, just the light and the energy and the wisdom. The thing I respect the most every time we get to do one of these is your curiosity is like insatiable. Like it's just like you just can't, you can't, can't get enough. You ask all the, well, what if this and what's going to happen if and like, and, and for that I always want to say thank you, right? Thank you because if it wasn't for you, my wife and my life and so many other people that, that we have impacted, we wouldn't be in the same place. Yeah. So well, it's my you. passion and my pleasure. For yeah, sure. that's obvious. I that's appreciate obvious. you, you know, having me on here. Yeah, love we're it. getting all warm and gushy right now. All right, okay, let's go. It's time <laughs> to go. All right, so hey, if you uh, if you got a lot, first of all, if you're listening right now, I know that your brain is like popping. So maybe you know, write down some notes, take a deep breath. We do a breathing exercise, a meditation, who knows, poop. We didn't even talk about it, but let's just throw it out there. But listen, my friends, we're all going to live a really long time. How you live is what the real deal is. And that's really what this was all about. Yeah. So thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube. Make sure you leave us a comment. Give us some feedback. Um, maybe you can put in there in the comments the questions you that you wish I would have asked, Pam, and maybe we'll just do another podcast yeah. or a live Facebook or something else uh, to keep bringing you the information you need to move forward powerfully because that's what I'm all about. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys.
If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.